You know what I'm saying? No. What did she do and, before this? Was she uh, MMA? Is that what it was? Yeah, she, yeah, was she MMA. did MMA. She was in Deadpool real quick. All right. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I don't even remember that. It's just she's an actress that you could easily just replace her. All they got to do is get that girl, Brianna Tarth, <laughs> who's, who, who <laughs> yeah, was in right. Star Wars already. You're right. <laughs> they, could, they could recast her. You know what I'm saying? Or put her in the show somehow. Like, there's a million, even though the timelines don't add up, I'm saying there's a million ways and a million people that could take that role or I mean, has the substitution. Ronda Rousey anything crazy yet? Or... Ronda Rousey is just a fucking liability because her mouth don't be adding up. <laughs> like, even WWE don't want to fuck with her heavy. And they gave right. her the shot. Fair enough. All right. They really did give her a They gave her a, a big push. Yeah, yeah, they gave her a big... Yo, nah. Let's talk about how Bad Buddy really did his thing at WrestleMania, though. <laughs> heard about this, yeah. My brother, he was impressive. Like, that's fucked up because I didn't see the first. I I watched the second night of WrestleMania, but I didn't see the first night. Bro, the first night was better than the second night. Honestly. That's what I keep hearing. I keep hearing that. The like first night that. was better than the second night. I was in like PA, um, at uh Charlie. I think you might have met her in the past. Um, Lou Rock. Uh, Emily, uh, Emily, Fuck yeah, yeah, up. I remember. Yeah, Charlie's friend, bro. That shit, we were up there, and um, her man got a man cave and shit. And I was like, yo, I'm going down to the man cave because WrestleMania is about to start. He was like, yo, go ahead. I literally went down there and logged into the Peacock app, <laughs> and I was sitting there waiting for Bad Bunny, like a like a schoolgirl hoe, <laughs> ready ready to throw my panties at this dude. It's gonna come on. It's gonna come on. No, but I, I mean, I understand what you're saying. Like, he, he really, he's a fan, and he said, you know what? I'm going to do this lifelong dream. I mean, how many of us would want to do that? He bro, did it. He did he it. He trained for it, too. He's all ripped up for it and all that, right? Yeah. yeah, bro. This is a guy who is younger than us. Was He's in love with the Attitude Era. And you could tell he's a dude who was just like everyone else, playing wrestling with his friends in the backyard, like fucking doing all that high-flying shit like me and all my friends used to do. Yeah. Except he's still young and he's an agile, light dude. So he was doing all the yo. He did some of the craziest shit. He did shit I haven't seen wrestle seasoned wrestlers do. But it was all the other guys who were selling the moves so well. Yeah, you know, like spinning DDTs and hurricanranas without the arms. Like he was wilding out. <laughs> the kid, he did a good job. Like if he uh, wanted to, these moves, man. <laughs> I, I come, yo. We come from that era of you had uh, Rodman in wrestling. You had Malone as tag team partners with DDP at one point. You've had yeah. David Arquette win the WCW title, uh, which yeah, was a complete yeah. fucking joke and mockery. You've had Mike Tyson in the ring. You've yeah, had Donald crazy Trump, Donald fucking Trump. Donald <laughs> Trump took a Stoke Coast on her. You know what I'm saying? Like you had a lot of celebrities. Nobody did as good a job as Bad Bunny. It's like, it's the equivalent of being into skating your whole life and then you just enter the X Games and pull high scores. Yeah, <laughs> like, like you do your thing, like you do a 900 real quick, but everything else is kind of like, oh, like he 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 botched a few moves, but this kid can oh, skate. No, man. 900 <laughs> takes actual skill. 900s now like nothing. Do yeah. they? Jesus. People do 900s now like nothing. Kids are crazy. Like <laughs> these young dudes just be bugging the fuck out. Busting mad agile. Yeah, no, that was cool. I thought it was cool that he he went out there and did his thing. He fucking uh, he's a wrestler. Yeah, I, I liked it. He could keep his name. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but I did, I did was like, uh, oh, sorry.
<laughs> Welcome to another episode of VGXL, episode 22. I'm your host, Daniel, aka Games. We have Jose and Adokat. And joining us today uh, for the first time is our friend uh, Lou Rock, or aka Lewis. What's going on, guys? How's everybody doing today? What up? <laughs> oh, man. You call me out there, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, I'm, uh, good, man. I'm really glad to be on the show. Um, thanks for having me. Yeah, for sure. No, you've definitely been keeping in touch. I know you've been listening to the show from, I think, day one, right? Like, you've he heard us. Uh, yeah, growing out here. And I really appreciate it. It's been awesome. <laughs> um, You know, yeah. getting feedback and all that, things like that. Um, But, yeah. Uh, So, who are you? <laughs> who is? Who is? Like, I, like, I know you guys are friends. Uh, You yeah, know, how, uh, how long have you guys known each other? How you guys meet? You know, let's, let's get some history over here. Who do you guys? What do you mean? I met um, <laughs> I met Jose El Torrente in high school, back in high school. Um, yeah, man. In art class, right? Yeah, yeah. Miss Goodman's art class. <laughs> yeah, Miss Goodman's cartooning art class. Um, yeah. And, he, and Harry had had came from another school, and um, you know they just do us in the art house in that school, and uh, <clears throat> yeah, that's where I met Jose. Oh, nice. Yeah. You know, I you know I never I've known you probably for you know. 15 the years <laughs> yeah. and yeah. i never knew how you guys uh or if you have told me pff, i forgot <laughs> i was thinking like oh yeah yeah you you definitely heard the story before yeah cause... but probably like all the way you know years ago so yeah <laughs> yeah you yeah, know that's a long time ago man at least i mean we gotta probably tell the people that this is also we're talking the year 1998 oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I met Lou Rock in 1998 it's 220 oh. it's 2021 so it's been long at least Wow, so it's been. I, I'm pretty sure I met you around 2002 then, and you know during the <laughs> the heyday of hardcore and all that shit. So it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, you know, because I met Jose and like we 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 clicked. You know, uh, me and my my boy Harry, him, uh, it's, it's Jose's cousin Mario. We all clicked and we we got into a lot of the same shit, a lot of the same music. We we hung out, played games at each other's houses. You know, we just got a lot of funny stories. You know, just. <laughs> been a long long time friends yeah <laughs> that's awesome and, uh, uh -huh. it was all it was always music and games like funny yeah. enough it was yeah. always that was the connection because i remember yeah. lou rock was heavy since we were in art school uh harry and lewis spent a lot of time drawing anime yeah and i remember being like oh shit these dudes are into anime and i'd be like yo what are you drawing and it kind of broke the ice in terms of interest we knew we were into the same stuff already Yep. And then it, yep. oh, we're gamers. Oh, we listen to the same music. Oh, like, let's go to shows together. And that was it, man. Soon enough, yep. we were hanging out at Williamsburg before it became what it is now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's a lot different nowadays. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> nice. And uh, I know you game a little bit. What kind of games are you into? Besides, me? Yeah. The, I, I'm mostly an RPG guy. Like, I've been playing RPGs for a long ass time i mostly japanese rpgs like that's my shit it's always been my shit um i still play i don't play a, i don't play them as much anymore i don't really have time to put put 60 80 hours into a single player rpg anymore but i'm still interested in them you know that's like my main shit yeah absolutely nice. no i hear that you know it's like as much as i wish i could spend some some time it's like yeah i agree it's like it's hard to invest the time but you know it is what it is yep. but uh yep. Overall, how, what about you, uh, Adokad and Jose? How was your week this past week? Play anything? Get into anything? Um, go ahead, man. Go ahead. 
Um, I mean, me, honestly, I've been back on the Overwatch. Like, I've been ever since tonight. Me, actually, after last week's podcast, me, David, uh, Atticat, and his friend hey. Isaiah, who we <laughs> they might look you up. I don't know who I am. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, so. <laughs> Uh, we we got on over actually you two games we were all uh, we were all on there together yeah that was and fun we, yeah that was really fun not for nothing we were we started taking some losses here and there but we were there was a point where I forgot we were playing competitive I was gonna you say, remember we that some work for a while yeah we, we were we fucking people hot. up <laughs> well I was after yeah, I got up because I'm not level 25 in on PC so <laughs> oh yeah yeah right the handicap yeah, no, was gone the, <laughs> that was it for me just I've been playing a lot of Overwatch lately I'm still don't hate me but i'm still working on finishing the medium i have like 20 minutes left <laughs> you know like i'm at the very end i'm at the very end of the medium uh, i just haven't had i just always jump on overwatch first um looking forward to actually playing rust when it comes out me um that'll be fun nice i was reading up on that this week a lot and just seeing how it's gonna pair up to the pc counterpart but I think we could all have some fun on there. Also, oh, it's coming out on console. Okay, I was gonna yeah, say it's like console. Out on console, right? <laughs> console. It's, good. Yeah. it's like breathe new life. All these Twitch streamers breathe new life into that game. That game is old as fuck. Yeah, it's like yeah, what 2013, 2014. Yeah, it's old. Like I remember people griefing people on that game years I'm not, ago. I'm not up on Rust. I, I don't know what that is, bro. I mean, Rust is like a survival kind of like, um, you know, it's a live um, server kind of game where people could invade your base, kill you, steal all your shit. It's like it's heavy on taking over people's territory, you know? Okay. And okay. Um, did you ever games? Did you ever play Rust? Rust? Nah, I actually haven't. I love survival games. I get addicted real easy to those. So I have to check it yeah. out. Like you see videos of people going back and forth, raiding shit you know, uh, looting stuff, bringing it back to their place, going back. You don't want to die. One of those games, you don't want to die with all your shit on you. Right. People are going to steal it. And, you know, it's one of, it's a, it's a fun game. There's also a lot of ways that you can scheme on people in that game. And that's why it became so notorious for griefing. Like <laughs> people just roll up acting like they're naked. They don't have any weapons or anything. And turns out they're carrying something you just can't see. Oh, they'll I try see. To, the you know, they'll try to act people. like they're friends with people. Yeah. And uh, get what they want from them, then kill them and take take all their shit. It's, it's one of those. Nice. I think that's the most common video I've seen. It's people like um, pretending to be like cool with people and then just shooting them right in the fucking face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's the most common Rust video, I think. So it's gonna be a very and it has um, proximity chat, so you can hear people talking shit as soon as you approach them. Dude, what the fuck are you doing here? What are you doing here? Yeah. What are you here to see? Like, it's funny. It's really funny. Yeah, I could see why that would be fun. Yep. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of it. It reminds me like if we would have like had a, a survival element in H one Z one. Well, they, yeah, like and it's funny because it's, they kind of did, and and there you like the when H one Z one first came out. Yeah, it had they, there's videos like that too where like because there is proximity chat and you know it'd be like the last two guys and they're like hey you know and they act like the guy acts like he's super cool with them and then he shoots him and wins the game or whatever. <laughs> Yeah, and then and then in the PC version, you can actually craft and stuff in the world. You know, it was still battle royale, but you could craft and stuff. So it's just that on PS4 when we got into it, they took all that out, just made it straight a battle royale. But uh, but yeah, gotcha. Yeah, but that, yeah, you know, last yeah last week we had uh, it, you know, Ezra and Marvin from the Idiot Ezra podcast. So that was cool. We had a lot of fun with them. Um, he's actually uh hit me up, so we should be you know to to maybe um 
schedule a day together so that you know hopefully uh that'll be happening soon so guys, listen yeah, that to was a funny ass episode bro. oh my god <laughs> that episode was so funny to me i was dying listening to that on which episode the one with ezra yeah last yeah. week yeah <laughs> That's yeah no he's a funny he's yeah. a funny cat he's been doing this for a while and you know uh it was it was because the way i know him is is my wife's nephew's uncle that's his their uncle or whatever and so i remember years mm-hmm. ago he was telling me about youtube and i was getting into that and he was doing like a little sports thing and so he has like some so a lot of experience it was actually the, her nephew that got me into streaming because i saw him doing it and i was like oh, how nice. can i get into this thing you know it always seemed weird to me streaming until i finally like jumped you know f- you know head first into that world and and then here we are <laughs> evolved into, yeah, into a podcast as well that was definitely funny episode like i'm listening to his podcast now uh no there's the it's idiot. good it's, it's funny it's just funny shit and if you're yeah, into sports really... he does the the idiot sports sorry i didn't mean control uh, he's into the he does uh idiot sports talk and i know if you watch games yeah. stuff like that he he gets real passionate about that so that's awesome that he yeah. split the two because i enjoy i don't i'm not into sports too much you know so i don't you know i didn't really listen to his sports episode so but now he's making the idiot one just you know entertainment and video games things like that and then he has a sports yeah because it's if you do both you kind of like he could do he could easily spend two hours on each topic exactly he's good at it he's really good at it um yeah yeah, he he's always been a funny guy too like just just from knowing ezra from around the block and douglas dan uh, lurak used to come up to douglas back in the day too yeah oh yeah yeah back in the day him and harry for those who don't know harry harry is another um side to the coin here because we all met together in high school so it's kind of like there was nothing that we didn't do together so whenever it was like hey you guys should come to douglas they'd be up in douglas with us hanging out and kicking it go to mario's house and you know go get food around the way just have late nights and shit but yeah Yeah. ezra comes from that so i remember ezra just being funny at the fucking arcades (laughs) just whooping people's asses and just laughing at people and shit like the whole um the whole conversation about the Game Boy, like that, should have me responding to the podcast, and I, you know, obviously y'all can't hear me, but <laughs> anybody that listens to video, you know, VGXL and didn't listen to that one, you got to go back and hear that episode. Good one. <laughs> that shit was funny. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. I, I I didn't go back and listen, but he wasn't clear on his on his podcast about <laughs> all he said was they're gonna bring back Game Boy. He didn't specifically say the brand. I don't care what he says. He specifically listened to this as how bad. <laughs> games wanted to bring it up he was like listen i gotta talk about this because <laughs> i was doing the same thing i was talking to i was in my car driving and i'm like what is he talking about <laughs> like so i was like i'm, I'm gonna wait till we, we get on the uh on this yeah, episode yeah. Uh, you know last week's episode to uh to bring that up but you know he meant the brand but i'm like eh. i'm like <laughs> well that was that was funny that was funny but uh but yeah so yeah, I think we can move on on to uh, some of the news. Uh, I know you want to bring us in? Oh, <laughs> uh, you know what? Let me see if I, <laughs> let's see if I again. I, I don't know. Oh, okay, I mean, uh, can you guys hear me now? We hear you. Yeah. Normal voice. Hear you. Oh, normal voice. All right. Give me a second. Give me a second. Now I have to edit this. Now you put work it. on my plate. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, it really should be working. Oh well, then for news of the week. <laughs> Bring it oh, you know what? I know what it is. I know what it is. Oh, you got it. Let's go. Give me one sec. Hold on. Here we go. <laughs> Here we go. That's what the audience been waiting for. 
the whole time. They're like, shut up. <laughs> this right here is the only reason they even listen. <laughs> Wait, can you guys hear me now? Yeah. But, yeah, but it's not, it's not, uh, <laughs> it's not anything. Oh, uh, there you go. There, there you go. go. There you go. How is it? All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So then I guess it's time for the news, the news, the news. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, <laughs> oh my god! Like I said, if you're looking for organization or perfection on this podcast, you came to the wrong place. <laughs> no, 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 that's us. That's us. This is how it works. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so yeah, like we were talking about all, all before we started recording, you know, uh, Overwatch director uh, Jeff Kaplan is leaving uh, Blizzard, which is a big deal. He's been there for 20 years. It got a lot of people scared. Wow. Um, he was direct, you know, he's director, uh, like I said, of Overwatch and, um, like I guys were saying, we, we weren't sure like what he worked on before. So he worked on wild developing characters, then be eventually became director on wow. He was actually credited as director. Um, so that's pretty big. And then he started uh, in 2009, he started working on a game called Titan, which didn't pan out. It eventually evolved into Overwatch, which is what we got today. Now, the reason I think that he left is because I don't know if you remember, I sent you this a link a while back, um, Jose. It was uh, mm -hmm. uh, I forget his first name. I think it was like something more Haim, Andrew more something like that. He's pretty much the ex CEO of Blizzard from back in the day. I think he was there from like during when they merged with Activision. Um, he was the CEO of, of Blizzard, and you know he's the one that helped develop a lot of their original games, things like that. He actually left to start his own company. He brought a lot of talent with him, so I wouldn't be surprised if there's some connection. I could be completely off the mark here, but I wouldn't be surprised. He's he's making his own uh, uh, publisher. He's gonna he's making a publishing studio or company that's with two gaming studios under him. So that's pretty big. I thought that was pretty cool that you know that they're leaving. They're gonna now they have full creative um, power over their stuff, and they're gonna be coming out with games in the in the future. So he he did bring a lot of like old talent with him that had been with Blizzard for years. And so who knows if finally they were like, yo, you got to come with us. Who knows if there was some politics. Activision is acting crazy. We already know how shitty of a company they can be. So that's yeah. that's my theory that it's something to do with that. Maybe maybe he's leaving to to, uh, you know, to join them. I wouldn't be surprised if we hear we see a new story break on him, you know, and maybe in a few months that he's joining this guy. Maybe he's taking a break. Who yeah. knows? But the fact that he left in the middle of development of one of their biggest franchises, the franchise that he developed, that he created is weird so you know like i said maybe there's some politics and he knew he had an exit strategy you know it's like you know what fuck you guys you know i'm gonna go go back with you know with the people that yeah, helped I'm bring me sure up it's gonna come down whenever somebody leaves in the middle of something as huge as it anticipated as overwatch 2 um it feels like the main reason is because of creative differences like they probably wanted to shift a big part of the game somewhere he didn't agree with and that was just where he cut it off like if it's no longer going to be something i i envision why do i even need to be here you know what i mean exactly mike morham yeah. that was his name mike morham okay yeah he, he's I making maybe it was uh maybe it was uh sort of in that vein but sort of the opposite it was they just want more of the same and as you know if he worked on something as big as wow you know he can't be happy just sitting over uh you know pvp just kind of brawler and that's yeah. it for, you know in perpetuity i'm sure he's like all right i gotta go do something else like i want to build something i want to create something exactly so is down his throat like no you're not building this out no single player we need this you know versus we need the competitive aspect just make that tight that's all we want then he's like all right my work here is done then i'm out see you later exactly yeah, exactly 
So yeah, then the, and the name of the the name of the studio that or uh, or the new company that he made is called Dreamhaven, and so that's that's the new uh, one that Michael Morhaime is uh, cre- is creating with two studios yeah. under that. So you know, when did Morhaime <clears throat> leave? Did he leave like very recently as well? Yeah, it was pretty recent. Um, when was this article from? This was oh, did he leave around the time that they announced that they were gonna that Overwatch would not be coming out this year? I'm not sure. It was in se- it was September. Was when the story broke out that that uh, that um, he's bringing that he's leaving uh, that he was leaving um, or starting the new company or whatnot. And then he's bringing like StarCraft, Hearthstone, Warcraft leads all back together. So oh wow, yeah. So Blizzard just lost all their talent. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like maybe maybe something with oh, that. And yeah. Like you said, I think that's a great point though. Like you said that if if it's some kind of like creative difference or like he doesn't have the freedom to do what he wants imagine a brand new studio you normally you can especially with friends that you you know people you've worked with for 20 years who, who are starting their own company you know like that sounds like an amazing right. opportunity like jump in now yeah. i mean i know you got yeah, overwatch you see, <clears throat> jump in now you know so who knows in, yeah. in this type of situation it always like somebody like a kaplan i feel has been in the game for so long he's way too smart to leave if he doesn't have complete confidence that the product he's going to work for in the future is going to top what's over what overwatch has accomplished or what he's done with the diablo series and everything like that like it's going to be on that level because you have people who have tried to leave like a uh you know a franchise like um john tobias you know you had john tobias and ed boone back in the day started mortal kombat and then when mortal kombat three happened i think that was after i think it was three that he left and Mm -hmm. he felt like he wanted to do his own thing um created differences he didn't know where the go where the game was going but the problem is that he wasn't the complete brains he was a great addition to creating that world but ed boon is mortal Kombat, right you know what i'm saying nobody talks about john tobias nobody (laughs) Uh, we found that out later we figured out who who was uh who was running the operation right so all right you know, like the guy, the guy just definitely that in that type of situation, that might not work out for you. But a Jeff Kaplan, like I, I definitely see him joining somebody who already has something rolling and they're going to give a, he's like another Kojima in that sense, mm-hmm. in the world of like first person shooter, uh, MMO, you know, that world, like Blizzard kind of has its own dedicated fan base, you know, aside yeah. from the like, I'm a cat. I, I consider myself to be. A, an avid uh, Overwatch player, like I play that shit a lot. Play competitively. I've been to the events. You know, I'm always on it, but I'm not a part of that first-person shooter world where you know it's like a whole different realm. And he kind of he kind of has his own demographic. And that's not a that's not a surprise because I'm looking at Jeff Kaplan's like resume, uh-huh. and he worked on World Warcraft three, and then he started working on WoW, and then he did the first two expansions to wow and those are my favorite like vanilla wow the two expansions after that and then he started working on that titan shit so it makes you do the good expansions or the the ones that were good because after that for me wow kind of fell off after those two so it makes sense Mm -hmm. that he started working on something else that's fine Uh, so i'm definitely gonna keep an eye out on that new studio that he's in like definitely yeah so i'm saying i'm like hopefully hopefully i'm right that'd be awesome if he really does join you know all those you know xcos i mean x leads from you know that worked on all because it's all big name you know they're some of their biggest names went over to to uh to join mike morham so i'm like that's i, I hope it's something like that because we need we need like 
talent like that to get away from these big publishers because you know all they're doing is catering to their shareholders and it's like right. fuck you to the video game makers um which actually brings uh, bring me to you know another uh an another story oh, i don't know why i even said diablo I'm, I'm so sorry i was looking at something about that earlier i meant to say world of warcraft but... uh yeah no that's all good but uh but yeah so you know which brings like i was saying worrying about shareholders you know and then we now we have sony act, you know we we kind of deep dive a little bit into sony being acting making weird moves last week this feels you know now you know if you haven't heard the ps3 ps vita stores were closing down now they reverse course now they're no longer closing down and that feels kind of like what what microsoft did with raising the doubling the price of xbox live you know there was a fan outcry and then they backpedaled i'm like i don't know if it's like you know if if it, I don't, this doesn't feel as false much of a as a, of a what was that? <laughs> so this is a false flag attack, right? Like I'm like, was this some bullshit or? But I don't know. I don't think they expected the outcry, and it's still gonna close down. It probably just gave it like another little life, you know, whatever, and you know. But you know, I I thought it was kind of a, a of a dumb. Move. Sony's been doing a lot of weird shit. Um, I mean, you never know. I mean, it, maybe this is a great good strategy, and people are just we're overreacting. You know, but I'm only focusing on triple A, you know, big triple A games and, and nothing a little bit more uh, experimental. You know, it was a little bit sad, but who knows? You know, let's, you know, we don't, you know, for all we know, we can get, we get some bangers out there and, you know, maybe, maybe they're a mark, what's that called? Like the market research or when you do those like little focus groups. I mean, that's how they know where games are going to blow up or not. You know, a lot of these companies do focus groups. So hopefully, you know, they'll be at least, you know, be coming out with some dope stuff and, um, and speaking of Xbox, the last story I got today is that now they're coming out with their uh, uh, they're coming out with a beta for their xCloud to be on Windows. So that's a big deal. And Apple devices is going to be their browser based solution to gain to their uh, cloud based game pass. So, you know, if you pay the, for ultimate, you, you can stream games to your phone as a right now. It's only Android. And now they're bringing it to Windows and uh, and iOS. Which is a big fuck you to Apple because Apple, you know, shut them down. So that's pretty cool. That's just like fuck you, Apple. We're gonna come out with this anyway. And is there a date? A date? On that? A date? Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I think it's out now. Uh, well, I think it's invite only to the beta. I was I was gonna ask if anybody got invited because I didn't. I wish I did. No, I don't yet. think I don't think I got. Uh, I mean, I don't. I haven't checked it. Um, <clears throat> I think it's invite to emails, but I don't think. I think you had to be um, subscribed to the Game Pass Ultimate, and then it was just random from there. Oh, I see. So then no. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm subscribed, but yeah. I guess not. And Sad um, days. Sad days. And then people are like saying, like you know, they're hoping that it it, it comes to uh, you know, to TVs and stuff like that. Was actually trending on Twitter about it. You know, and I'm like, you know, I mean, it's not it's not the worst idea. Um, it's not impossible. Uh, as I've mentioned before, Amazon's already doing that with their Fire TVs. If you're in the Luna beta right now. You can stream games directly to a fire tv with their special controller that connects to wi-fi and it connects to the tv you can actually control the tv with with the game controller to pick your games and stuff so if you know microsoft already has talked about that i'm sure people forgot but they they are intending to come out with like a stick plug into any tv and boom you got game pass but let's see how well that works i haven't i, ha I haven't been convinced yet that the latency is going to be yeah, like if it works flawlessly, that that's the future. Exactly. You know it's saying? the latency is still the one of the biggest issues, and that's the problem with you know our favorite topic of Stadia. <laughs> that the playing it earlier today, and it's still like home. I got a gigabit like connection both up and down on Wi-Fi. Now I don't even know if my cell phone can handle those speeds, but either way, the latency it sucks. It's not terrible like anymore. It's not as bad as it used to be. But it's not great for Game, Game Pass. Like, <clears throat> 
yeah the x cloud yeah and it's true i mean some games are you know it, it depends like some days it works great some days it doesn't it's like um, so they can solve that that latency issue that that's you know yeah um cloud gaming is not going to take off until that is you know that's solved like once yeah. it doesn't feel any different then that's when that's the future that's where we'll finally be okay this is a, a viable solution um, isn't that crazy like what do you guys feel about that though do you guys want it to get to the point where you don't have anything tangible that feeling of opening up a game the smell <laughs> i mean know, i'm already you... kind of there i haven't really bought like physical in a while to be honest and so it's like i do like downloading my stuff i do like knowing that it's on my console but i don't know i don't want it to go away but i do like the solution because i've been already doing yeah. it with with my with um steam steam link steam link actually works fairly well it's probably the best experience i've had is streaming my own my games from my own pc has been a great experience but yeah i'm in that i'm in the same boat like a lot a lot of people i know online and, and in real life are big fans of collections of having shit that's tangible mm -hmm. I, I feel like i'm in the minority that i i love digital shit. like i I just love it. I don't know. I don't know. I, I like not having to get up from the couch, like in regards to um, home consoles. I like not having to get up to switch to a game. Like if it's downloaded there, I could just launch it. You know what I mean? I, it yeah, doesn't, like I, I do like that part of it too. You know what I mean? But it, at the same time, it's nice to get something physical, open up. Like I, I know what you're saying, like opening up a seat, you know, a case, even though there's not such a thing as instruction manuals anymore, but it's still cool to have something make me you know see it on the on the shelf or something like that or be able to pass it down you know what i'm saying to, to yeah to, like that yeah like, really like even now i buy most of my games digitally you know but um there are certain games that'll come out where if they have a certain you know uh edition like a yeah, premium yeah, yeah. edition where i look at it and i go no i gotta fuck with that you know normally that's gonna be you know i've always gotten physical copies of mortal kombat games yeah um up into part 11 because part 11 like i mean i love like i'm a huge mortal kombat fan but they love to dick ride scorpion and sub-zero because they're the poster boys of the series and yeah. that shit doesn't leave room for a lot of creativity like they the 11 had like a bust of sub-zero's mask and scorpion's mask and it's like right gives a fuck about that you know what i'm saying <laughs> like the last three editions of the game had like scorpion related shit you know like right. i don't care about that yeah makes that yeah, something that i could purchase on the side you know give us like a cool you know i don't know baraka fucking you know something <laughs> cool something that people are like much darker i don't want to see a yellow mask <laughs> on my fucking bookshelf <laughs> you know fuck that but just yeah. my opinion like when it comes to certain things certain yeah. editions certain games certain I'll yeah. go on. games like yeah but like for example, like Final Fantasy games, I for some reason I always get those physical. Like even it doesn't even have to be the limited special edition big ass two hundred dollar version. Like I'll yeah. get the standard one physical just because I've been doing it for that game since yeah, the nineties. It's, it's from that era where that was the only choice you had. Right, 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 right. You so know? that's a game that I'll always support physical. But a lot of games I'll just go digital. I don't. I really don't care no more. Yeah. I mean, that's what the industry's been kind of training us to do anyways, right? They've been trying to get us away from physical copies of things forever. And not for nothing, yep. but it's, it's kind of funny. I'm thinking about it. And I mean, don't do this at home, kids. But I've been pirating <laughs> games for so long that I'm used to having digital copies of everything. Like I've been, <laughs> I've been pirating copies of 
everything for my 360 for whatever so the actions of Attica do not reflect the opinions yeah, yeah. of DGXO everything now and I went back and I bought all those games to not play them just to you know pay the publisher <clears throat> <laughs> I mean it, it, in the vein so, of that like honestly I just never do that for uh indies but you know it, it, I think the whole idea of trying out a game before you buy it so you don't get burned is not the worst thing. And I saw a quote, I don't know if it's true or not. Supposedly, Gabe Newell said, you know, like, you know, the, the easiest, you don't need DRM to, you know, against, uh, you know, pirates. You need to offer a service that is better than what the pirates offer, which I think is true because honestly, what kind of keeps me from, oh, from, from pirating is I like having stuff in my Steam library. I just like knowing that I can just download it. It's updated. I don't have to look for the updates. Not that it's a, that much of a pain. But then, and then on top of that, I can stream my games, you know, to, to my other devices through Steam. So it's like, you know, there is some some value to that. You know, whether you said it or not, there is some value to that statement. It's like, if the service is good, you know, people are going to like it. And like, I won't have too much of an issue with with uh, game streaming. It's just, you know, are those, you know, what happens when those services, you know, or the service goes down or there is no more Sony or there is no, you know, it could happen. You know, some big companies, you know, you, know, you thought would always be around eventually get bought out or something like that happens and you know yeah. then which then what are you left with so it's like that's that's my only worry but you know yeah. having both solutions being able to play something locally and and having the option to play online i mean play like away from home online flawlessly does sound nice it's just the only scary part is that then how deep are they going to lean into that you know so but yeah only time will tell yep save the planet yeah. let's waste <laughs> yeah yeah i mean I think we're we're definitely I think the cool a cool way to go about it would be like uh maybe they could start like a subscription like maybe you could have digital content and still get the the stuff that would come with a premium edition of a game. Maybe if you disconnect that from it being just physical, it could work. Like <clears throat> excuse me, like if we're doing like an Amazon or you buy something through the PSN where you can buy different tiers of the game and they'll just mail the shit to you. That kind of fills that void for me also well you know what um because i think i get what you're saying i think square Enix actually does something similar where you can link your game to their account uh-huh. and i've already gotten like a free hoodie some like free other swag from them just by playing like final fantasy um right. what's their, i think control mm-hmm. yeah um there was something else but yeah just by turning it on and like linking the accounts i got free shit. i was fucking blown away i was like oh or the hey, other see, that's yeah yeah, I that's mean cool. something that's similar so to that cool. because yeah. that's awesome, and that's the type of stuff you receive from companies that, in like twenty years, you 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 look at it, you see it somewhere, and you're like, "What the fuck is this? I've never seen this in my life." And it's like, "Oh yeah, yeah this was given away at a yeah. at a fucking giving yeah. away to fifty people who subscribed first for the newsletter, like stupid shit that turns out to be fire, you know?" Yeah, it's good. Square Enix has been doing that for a long time. I have um, the Star Ocean Four postcards that they mailed to me for no reason for just because i bought and registered the game and that's a 360 game for that's no reason right. they just sent that out and like yeah, they did the same cool. final fantasy 9 they did it like i got a little vv plush doll for final fantasy 9 and that's, oh, that's playstation cool. 1 square has been sending shit out forever I'm but sure uh yeah if it, <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't think i have that one anymore but I, I remember that they sent that um but uh yeah but but yeah you're right though man if other if other companies would do that it, you get the best of both worlds you have yeah. a digital game yeah, and you right. get like you know the art book with it or you know a little statue or whatever it is 
Yeah, yeah. Like I know me. The even the only reason I would even consider buying like the Resident Evil Two uh, Ultimate Edition was because of the fucking statues of Leon, like with the gun out that looks so awesome. If I could buy my game digitally and pay the same amount, and they'll mail that to me in a package. I'm cool yeah. with it. I don't have to take my ass to GameStop. I can start playing the game ahead of time. And or whatever. Come and it's the same thing. Like, I'm not necessarily trying to go, bro. That shit's a real danger in certain hoods. You can't just be out. I live in Harlem, bro. I'm not going to be on 125th waiting for something that's worth $400 or some shit to keep Come on, I got the Citizen app. I know what it is. Motherfucker, <laughs> get robbed out here for less every day. You can't catch me walking around with a PS5 in the hood. Are you getting robbed? <laughs> like, that's just a real thing. You better run, yeah. Forrest, run. Yeah, I know that shit is not even, like, a, a, a problem for others because they could drive 15 minutes to, like, a, a whole mall court where there's nothing happening. But out here, this shit is dead smack in the middle of the jacks. <laughs> like, yep, yep. I can't just be out here with a PS5, bro. You, That was, like... Um, um, that was the equivalent to a merma, a mermaid coat back in the day. You remember that when those coats came out, how oh, motherfuckers was getting Jesus. beat up and cut for those. It's like yeah. the same thing with a PS5. PS5 a few months ago, if you were caught with one of those in the street, people were getting robbed, bro. Yeah, it was ugly. Shit. Yeah, so I think that kind of, I think that's a cool idea. Like what Square Enix? I didn't even know Square Enix did that, but oh, yeah. I think that'd be cool. Like kind of disconnect the. You know that part of it where it's like you don't have to go to a store to get this item with the game yeah. you could well, do it, it online too it makes it exclusive so it's like you have like i like that it makes it you have to get it through the game you know what i mean so it still kind of creates that kind of connection through it you have to have played it you have to have linked it right. um you can only link it once right because you only have that one account yep. um, yeah it kind of still creates in a fun way it really at the end of the day just find creative ways to nickel and dime us like trick us better, please. We want to give you the money. Just make us feel better about giving you. Our I mean, money. it's true. It's something that that somebody brought up, um, and I know we said we'd lay uh, Stadia to bed, but it's like something God something damn. that in in I was reading on Twitter. You know, uh, somebody this, these two guys going back and forth was that um, he was saying, and it was a good point that if Stadia allowed you, because you had to pay full price for the games, right? And then you can only share if they if they had a solution where you could download your games. Have be able to play them locally off the internet on your computer and then as well as their solution of you know playing it through their through their chromecast on your phone or whatever that would have been a, yeah that would have been way more you know uh, uh uh nice looking to to say okay you know what like yeah it's another launcher fine you know i know everyone hate you know but again you get you, what you're getting is the ability to stream it you know according to them which turned out to not really be that true is getting to stream the best the best uh you know the best of it if you don't want to install or you, you don't have the latest video card but you want to see your game run flawlessly your internet's working you could just play the damn game updated you know full full resolution highest frame rate that i could run you know that you know but hey your internet cuts out for a day and all you have to do and you already have a download let's say or whatever you know you have that option too that would have made that way more appetizing than you can only be on the internet, which honestly Microsoft needs to offer as well, because if you really think about it, yeah, you, you have game pass, you can download those games, but if they're not available to stream, you can't play, you can't, you know, or if you buy the game, but don't subscribe, you can't stream the game. You know what I mean? Like, or if it leaves game pass, you can buy it, but again, you can't stream it anymore. So it's like, that's another thing that they need to like work on, like have both. Like if I want to download it and stream it, even if it leaves game pass, I should have that, op that option to do so. But it's just like a server spacing like they can't have and you know like too many games at once so they have to like rotate the uh 
the titles. I mean, but, um, I just, that I no. I mean, there. That's for third party. That's just con- contractual. I'm sure it's just contractual. Yeah, okay. yeah. and then fair. and then after that, because they've already lost games, they brought them back. Like I think uh, uh, Red Dead just came. Not Red Dead. GTA just came back. Something like that. But. <laughs> You know, but eh, it is what it is. Um, but yeah, I guess we we can move on. What do you have for us, Adokan? Oh yeah, news wise. Um, so a game that's near and dear to my heart, Knights of the Old Republic Kotor. There are rumors are basically um, it's all but official. Mm-hmm. Uh, was that? <laughs> I think it's all but <laughs> official. Like it's pretty much official at this point. Yeah, I was gonna say it's pretty much official that um, a studio Asper is developing a remake. Um, so they. Re- I think previously ported it to iOS, um, and then they worked on Republic Commando, um, Episode One Racer, which we probably shouldn't talk about. Um, <laughs> and they brought another one to the Switch, so I'm pretty hyped because this was definitely one of my favorite games of all time, and then definitely my favorite Star Wars game. So I'm pretty yeah. Hyped. That's a game that um, I was saying earlier. I, I played, I dabbled in it. I didn't get too far in it, but I, I really like Star Wars. So if they were to remake that, it, yeah. I would. Die. Get that in a heartbeat and, and play it and i'm not really the biggest fan of western like rpgs you know where you roll and and, and do all this but like i would because i love star wars so much i had i would definitely play that remake yeah it was just oh man the, the story was so good like it should have all been canon it was just so well done definitely just definitely better than like the prequel movies for sure nice um, so yeah i'm excited about that um uh, moving on um new egg is now accepting dogecoin I buy the dip, buy the dip, buy the dip to the moon, to the moon. Um, (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of wild. It just it took like a crazy jump. We got into like it almost hit fifty cents, or maybe it did actually. I think it's I think the highest forty four cents, and then and then everyone was saying four twenty. It's gonna go to the moon. Let's let's take it Doge Day four twenty and. It, like it went up to like 44 cents i think that it may be 40 i can't remember but i don't think it hit 50 quite hit 50 and then it just everyone Tanked. yeah everyone yeah. jumped out they were like oh look at that. give me money back <laughs> but Cowards. i don't think it's gonna go below 20 cents you know ever again i think it's gonna stay between 20 and 30 probably for a while so you yeah know, if you see it hit that 20 that might be the time to buy buy a little bit you know if, if if you're dabbling, this should be fun money. You shouldn't be throwing your life savings into fucking Dogecoin. If you are, then you deserve everything that comes your way. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the last bit of news is the Knicks have won seven games in a row. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Oh, wow. Knicks, baby. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and also Warzone is changing or some shit. I don't know. Didn't they blow up for Dinks or something like that? I haven't played in, been playing. I checked event. it out thinking it was going to be like a dope event. Um, cause they, they like drop a nuke on it and that part is cool at the very end, but basically it's just a big zombie map. You just drop, there's no other players to shoot. You just get chased by zombies the whole time. Um, and then at the end they drop a nuke and that's it. Oh, so, I see. Oh, wow. Tonight at midnight, they're updating to the second map. So I'm going to stay up and try to play that after the, after the cast. Oh, so. okay. Yeah, yeah, huh. yeah. I might have to do that. I need I'm to see you what this is about. Tag along. Yeah. That, that sounds, sounds good. Plan. Shit, man, what about you, uh, El Torrente? What you got for us, man? Okay, in gaming-related news, all right, we have the first seven minutes of Mortal Kombat have been released online, HD goodness, okay? Just to kind of give people a feel for what's to come. I won't spoil anything for anybody. I don't want to, you know, be that guy. I heard it was gory. 
yeah, it's pretty it's pretty out there, man. Spoiled already. So it's gonna be gory, huh? There's gonna <laughs> Wait, be blood Mortal and stuff. Kombat movie's bloody. I know, I know you shocked. You shot you didn't see that come from I don't even want to know the name of the movie. You ruined that for me oh, too. You're right, my bad. That, my bad. That's some shit. <laughs> Wait, the name of the movie's Mortal Kombat? Nah. Jesus Christ. <sighs> Spoiled. Damn. Ruined. Yeah, no, but it looks really good, man. It looks really good. I like the tone of it. Um appropriate amounts of blood and combat, which is all you really need to push a story like that forward. Um, the lore in Mortal Kombat games is so thick over the years, especially from the beginning. Like there, there's a lot of cool twists and turns in the story that have gone down, you know, since this first game that kind of make this an exciting time as a fan, you know, to see where they're going to go. Because, you know, there was a Mortal Kombat soft reboot in 2011 with Mortal Kombat. It was just called Mortal Kombat. And basically it picks up after the events of Armageddon where... It was just Raiden versus Shao Kahn, and he murders Raiden, and Shao Kahn takes over. Everybody in the Mortal Kombat universe is fucking dead, and Shao Kahn wins. Um, he sends a vision to his old Raiden, and it goes back to part one. So basically, it's Raiden trying to change the timeline so that he prevents the end of the world, but it just, and no matter what he does, shit keeps fucking up. <laughs> so, Final seven remake type shit? Yeah, no, it was really, it was really cool. Like the way they did it, it was kind of like Mortal Kombat: Days of Future's Past. <laughs> you want to say it, it had that element where he, anything he did, he fucked up something else. So there's a lot of, I don't know which way they're gonna go. If they're gonna go the traditional Mortal Kombat one, two, three, or if they're gonna go with the 2011 remake where that stuff happened, I don't know. So it's exciting, but yeah, um, this Friday people will be able to judge for themselves and see. If they if they really did it, if they pulled it off, you know. Yeah, I'm watching that immediately. Yep. Oh yeah, so I'll, yeah. Be watching, I'll be watching it for sure. Yeah, got tickets. I'm gonna watch it in theaters, and then I'm gonna come home and watch it on my TV because <laughs> I have it. What's the releasing on at home? HBO Max or? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah HBO okay. Max. So. Fire! They've been getting the fucking haters. Oh yeah. Yeah, they're yeah. doing. Yeah, this subscription. I think the subscriber numbers jumped up a whole lot this um this year. They caught up to Netflix in a big way. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, this whole thing with movies being released on the platform won't go beyond this year, though, because since everything is rapidly coming back to normal, yeah. um, yeah, they're not trying to lose that money, you know. Yeah. Not. Well, I mean, we gotta see, cause we, I mean, people forget. I mean, I know all this stock shit has people going nuts, myself included, but like movie theaters were already on the way out before all this shit. People weren't really feeling dropping fifty bucks for a tub of popcorn. Yeah, no, just that's true. Them. They were so, they were kind of struggling. This just kind of yeah. put them in, in a much more bought them some uh, time. decisive position. They got to make a decision now if they want to kind of keep it going or not. I think after 2022, we'll be able to tell if theaters are actually back or if they're just going to be mediocre and maybe it's better off closing the doors. I think it's going to be one of those like a lot will shut down and then there'll be a resurgence in some way. You know what I mean? Because look at like things like you know uh computer stores you know what i mean like you had like all these stores that sold computer parts like that a lot of them shut down a lot of them went out of business you know and didn't make it and now you have something like microsoft coming up from the, like out of nowhere opening stores left and right and you know and things like that and there's a lot of little you know like there's like it goes down but then there you know maybe some creative resurgence some new business strategy you know all, they're gonna have to offer more you know the host picking your own seat you know was to me it was like a big reason why i continue to go to the movies um but you know they are all trying to upscale now which is a good idea um also r.i.p to circuit city yeah uh, exactly um, but uh 
They are trying to upgrade, which I do like. I like getting food and like drinking. I guess if they make it a much more mature kind of thing, maybe it'll get them through some tough times. That could work. I, I, I went to um, I went to the theater a couple weeks ago. I went to watch that movie Nobody, which is pretty good. Um, yeah, I saw that yeah. yesterday actually. Yeah, it was cool, right? It was, yeah, it was some cool. cool scenes. And um, the AMC over at 34th Street, they invested money in that building. Like they changed a lot of the facade. They got a, they got heated seats. Oh, oh shit. They got, they got oh. heated reclining seats. They got a bar ready to be open once you know everybody's back 100. percent That's and, the one um, over on the east side, right? Uh, not nah, on the west side. It's like over on like Eighth Ave. Yeah. Oh, mm. there's one like on Thirty Second, all the way to like the east side. It's right I'm by like, that fucking Quiznos yeah. and train station. Right, uh, right, right, right. I haven't been there in years. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, they put, they put a lot of money in that spot. Nice. I was I was surprised. That's what I'm talking about. It's like, like I said, I think there'll be a dip, but I think with some creative ideas, maybe get some new people running things, you know, like, you know, the, the theater experience can be worth it. It's just, it gotta be worth it. It gotta be like better than being at home. You know what I mean? It's like, you need, you need some, 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 you know, get a Manny Petty while you're watching a movie or some shit. You know what I mean? Getting massages and shit. It's just like no one wants to go into a, what was increasingly getting into a smaller and smaller space arm to arm with people who are then shouting at the screen while you just drop, you know, 60 bucks. It's like, what the fuck? Exactly. Like, exactly. Swat, imagine getting a lap dance while watching your movie. Come on. No? Just me? No. All right. <laughs> just me? Ah, oh, fine. Forget you guys. You guys are no fun. But, uh, but yeah, I guess we can move on um, to the... Topic of the day. <laughs> yes. Yay. All right. So uh the last time we actually discussed a specific topic was handhelds because we had kind of ignored that. So uh we're gonna go into another genre that we've kind of ignored just a little bit, which is uh RPGs and JRPGs, uh respectively. And um that's one of the reasons why we brought um our friend Lou Rock over here to help uh you know kind of reminisce and talk a little bit about you know RPGs, things like that. Um, you know, so I mean, what is an RPG to you, Lou Rock? What would you say makes uh JRPG a JRPG besides being it's from Japan? Crazy. <laughs> it's crazy because this that question has been recently has caused a lot of controversy. Like a lot of people, to me, if you've got if you've got stats you can play with, if there's a storyline that you you can follow through and make make sort of decisions, it doesn't always have to be uh line like vocal dialogue decisions. Um, but if you have, you know, you can make some decisions and also you progress through, through battling your character increases in strength or whatever it is, whatever type of class it is. That to me is an RPG and, and that, that was invented with the whole like Dungeons and Dragons shit mm -hmm. and Japan, you know, they took that and kind of made it a little simpler. And, um, so Dragon Quest, which was the first JRPG uh took that whole like ultima style of, of gameplay and just made it really simple like you play one guy you fight you fight you fight and over and over and like you level up until you know you progress through the game and beat it to me that that's pretty much an rpg um and yeah like the first one i played was final fantasy 6 long time ago i mean i think it was like 95 or something like that so about a year after it came out i was at a friend's house and they were they were playing it like they had it paused on a scene and at that time i didn't i didn't know shit about rpg i only ever played you know mario donkey kong street fighter 2 contra the, the games that 
we all know right like rpgs weren't that big back then exactly um so he, i was like yo what is this and he was like oh that's final fantasy 3 and i'm like what why is he not jumping like why is this guy not jumping you know like, where are the guns <laughs> where are the guns damn it yeah like where are the platforms like what? i don't understand this and yeah, that's supposed like, to be odd to see the look of something that should be doing that, but it just isn't. Yeah, right. It, it's not, it was like overhead, but it was at the time, it was like really good Super Nintendo graphics, but it just yeah, wasn't yeah. doing what I wanted it to do. And <laughs> yeah. he, was like, he was like, he was my man, hold on, let me school you on what's happening here. And he explained that you have a lot of control. It's like you have to like uh, kind of micromanage each character and do all this and and I just fell in love with it. My brother and I just fell in love with the story. The story is what grabbed me. It was yep. like a novel. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like that, those games that I just talked about, like Mario and Donkey Kong, there's no story there. You know, it's, you're just, it's more gameplay. But that RPG Final Fantasy VI was incredible. Like, that shit was Heavy emotional. On the story. Yeah, like it had like like scenes of like suicide in it or attempted suicide. It had like like people, like physical abuse. Um, law, and it also family like really loss. Good... Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so, like, I re- it resonated with me. Yeah. And so from then on, I just kept playing that series, learning more about RPGs and different type of games, and and that's how I got into it. Yeah, for me, you know, it's funny you brought that up because I got the way I got introduced at all was through Final Fantasy VII, which is a lot of people around my age. Seven was like yep. their first JRPG, you know. I don't know if you remember that commercial. It's just like, you know, like oh, yeah. if if you if you you know, and they're here, you you all you have to do is hit the reset button, and it was like this dramatic right. ass commercial, and yeah, and like my, you see the giant meteor, and you're like, what? Is yeah, that? and I didn't understand what the hell game I was looking at, and then my boy borrowed it, and they were like, oh yeah, the you know, he was just like, it's you know, you play a little bit different, and I remember you know, you're running around, and the you know, the screen changes, whoosh, and then all of a sudden you're picking your moves and and all that like that was like so amazing you know it was interesting to me at the time and then i didn't have a playstation so this mike you know who was on our podcast a a few episodes ago um he had all the cool stuff so um i had borrowed at the time i had still had one of my friends super nintendo he had my sega so i went to blockbuster and um i was looking at games and i see final fantasy 3 and i'm like holy shit and i was like you know because i had thoughts like that's right i'm playing seven there's six other ones like so I, I, you know, I rented Final Fantasy three and I immediately fell. I loved and I had already played a lot of seven at this point and I lo- loved it so much more than seven. And like, even after I beat finally beat seven and I went back to that game, I'm like, this is even with the old graphics, such a better game. Like, I love the, the stuff that they covered um doing uh uh freaking suplexing a train i don't know, <laughs> you know, that's it's like a meme from that game where, you know, you literally can suplex a train. And you know you actually had to do button combinations with one of the characters to to do these special moves called uh uh, yeah. uh what are they called um blitz, blitz. blitz. yeah blitz moves yeah. I was you have to, to do street fight you have to pull off street fighter type of uh uh controller combinations to do his moves exactly that, that, like back down back do, yeah right back down back half half quarter circles yeah it was, it was pretty it was pretty interesting yeah so that yeah for real like final fantasy 6 definitely you know i loved i love kefka as a villain and i just love that it didn't really focus on what i mean tara was like i guess the de facto like main character but it didn't really yeah. focus only on right. her you know what i mean yeah. you had everybody had their shine in that game and there's 14 different playable characters in that game, which is the, still the largest in any final fantasy and uh 
yeah. yeah, it was a really big cast, and and they, they but the, every story, every character has a really deep storyline. Exactly. Is awesome. Yeah, um, like like I was saying with the whole loss of family, is like that whole the reason you even fight the train. It's a ghost train. It's like a, a, a the, the king loses his wife and daughter to Kafka, who poisons poisons a whole town. He kills hundreds of people. What the what? Oh yeah, yeah, and he, you know he <laughs> he ends up killing like all these people, kills the daughter, and so you, you end up watching them go like you know um on the train that takes you to the other to the other side and right after you fight the train you see his 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 wife and daughter on the train going and that still is one of the deepest yeah that shit hurts it's like fuck (laughs) like fuck like yo it was a sad ass scene and yeah yeah. And, and and with tara um she her whole thing is she's like she has something missing in her life and she knows that it's love. And so the whole game, you're thinking she's trying to find like a romantic love. But towards the end of the game, you realize that she she wants uh, like family, like children type of love. She doesn't care about a romantic love. She's just trying to find a deeper connection of love. And I thought that was really cool, like a different. Usually you see romance in games, but it was, yeah. it was deeper than that. And we're talking what, 94 this game came out? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like that's why i was like that's why to, to this day it's still like will be forever be like one of my favorite games of all time and i can play it over and over again you know like there's parts where the the, the path splits you got to pick which character uh arc you yep. want to follow yep. i mean you end yep. up doing all of them but you can do them in any order you want like yeah like that's definitely yeah you got a choice that's how i was talking about like it, it gives you a choice and and the choices in, J- in japanese rpgs aren't as deep as western rpgs but but they're still there in a way Right. I was gonna um, say like the main split for me between them, but yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And uh, another thing about Final Fantasy, one last thing about Final Fantasy is that for me, I was thinking about it, and Final Fantasy is a system seller for me, which is crazy to think. Like I, I didn't get it for Super, like Super Nintendo, I already had it, and I got into it. But PlayStation One, I got it because Final Fantasy Seven came out on it. PlayStation Two, I got it because I knew Final Fantasy Ten was coming out on it. PlayStation Three, I bought it the day that Sony announced that Final Fantasy Seven was on it digitally. <laughs> and then and then I bought and then Final Fantasy 13 came out on it and um, what was the next one PlayStation 3 I got that because I knew Final Fantasy 13 was coming out on it and fucking PlayStation 4 well I already, I already knew I was going to get a PlayStation 4 but Final Fantasy 15 came out for that and PlayStation 5 I'm going to get when PlayStation 16 comes out I mean Final Fantasy 16 comes out I don't I don't really care about any other PlayStation 5 games but 16 <laughs> Make me buy that that system, which is crazy. I really hope that the the story is good because, like, you know, like you've heard me, you know, say over and over again. Yeah, <laughs> Naoki Yoshida from Final Fantasy yeah, 14. Like I'm sorry, to this uh, day, to uh, has taken over the best after six. To me, the best Final Fantasy uh, game yeah. ever is 14, and I, I'll I get into that a little bit later. But that. I, I I still haven't. But one day, I'm telling you, or if it ever, it really feels like they're setting it up to go offline, like to be playable offline. It really feels like like they're future proofing the game. If that ever happens, you just like they did with Dragon Quest 11, I believe it was an MMO and they turned it into a single player offline game. If that ever happens, definitely play that game. It is the the storylines, everything that they touch on. That's why I always always hear the storylines are the best in that. Yeah, like they, especially the last one. So when I heard that he was going to be director on. Or, or producing or helping out with 16 i was like oh yeah, this is going to yeah. be a good game it already feels like it you know like jose had mentioned um last week like sometimes you know you know like with a band you want 
what made that band good you know what i mean you don't want them to change it up and it, if 16 is giving me a lot of 14 vibes but i'm like i don't care i don't care if it's a very similar story or you know you already see it like what what i noticed that he does and and this is one of the reasons why i like jrpgs is that you know just like any great anime you have like you know there's a lot of pride in certain things or like you know when the the villain who's about to die finally sees the light a little bit like you get some of those things in there and one thing that he focuses on in 14 is emotion and right. like there's there's like this small story arc that just finally like getting wrapped up um now that happened in the last expansion they finally wrapping it up in this expansion is that this little i forget the type the the race that he is but this little like bug looking race this little boy he ends up um his parents are missing and he can't find them and you're, you're helping him find his parents and when you finally reach them freaking they get murdered right in front of him and when that happens he gets so upset and so much yeah he literally <laughs> exactly so upset that he summons a whole fucking uh he summons titan so that's the whole thing about 14 is about you're part of a group that fights the the summons which uh, is like a lot yeah, of final fans have been very about. reminiscent of final z 16 and that boy who summons exactly like, that's that's exactly what i was getting to it's like yeah. once i saw that i was like that's that's yoshida all the way right there like the fact that you see the boy get hurt and then he you know uh, like energy comes out like th to me that's a real thing you know like you know how you always hear about like the pregnant woman saw someone in danger lifted a car that type of shit like that's mm -hmm. that's what he does a lot and I, I don't know there's something about that that hit that resonates with me it's just like when you get traumatized so much that that energy that he summons a whole ass demon <laughs> you know like without right. me even wanting to he didn't mean to do it he was just so traumatized by watching his family die that he, you know and then everything was set up there's like you know there's, there's a lot there's a little bit more to it about how, how right, he got right. summoned but it was that emotion that eventually made freaking titan you know something come out of nowhere and freaking now you have to fight freaking this demon now because you know because of what happened so i've seen that in 16 and that's that's what's getting me excited like you know like i think it's gonna well, be a good game it's funny like that the way you're talking about the way the stories progress and like the intensity and the emotion behind the storylines mm -hmm. i'm just noticing it's not like i never noticed before but just thinking about it right now that's kind of been an ongoing thing for japanese creators in general right yeah like that's exactly you, right they, they they do it kind of over the top but it's not yeah. right know, like, like if you pay attention really to anime it. you're talking about like dragon ball like watching krillin mm -hmm. die was a fucking moment you know right. that's like and, a super fighting type of anime but you still felt it right yeah. like you felt like he would that to me was reminiscent of like in the walking dead comics when when glenn gets killed you know right. like when glenn gets killed it felt like that like how he screams out for goku Mm -hmm. and he's like go go he just dies like yeah. he he was helpless he was begging for help and he just gets killed that's yep. something across anime you can see it in games like rival schools there's an intense it's, it's not just a school fighting another school like there's rivalries there that have been going on for years yep. crazy emotional you look yep. at um you know uh super sentai which is like the original power rangers in japan that's those stories point. are way Dark. way way darker than the American Angel Grove teenagers fighting putties and fucking with bullies and all that shit, that corny shit that I I too loved, bro. It, the Japanese stories are way crazier. Like you have Rita Raposa is actually Bandora. She's like a witch who has like, you know, kills orphans and shit. <laughs> like, yeah, she's a she's a menace. You know, like it's a different level. Their their story has always been their stories have always been crazy. Like. 
one of my first experiences with a uh, JRPG was Little Ninja Brothers and Final Fantasy One. Yeah, like <laughs> that you gave me. Was, yeah, I gave it to Games actually because he was such a huge fan of Final Fantasy that I was like, you know what? I'm holding on to this just because I know what it is. But the truth is, he'd appreciate it more, so I gave it to him. How but did you run into that game? It was funny enough. It was just a really. It was. Uh, I ran into that game because of a bad Christmas. Like it was just a a bad Christmas. One of those Christmases where my mom was like, "Listen, you know, this year is gonna be light." Um, you know times are rough and it was like okay cool that game was like 20 bucks or something and she bought it for me just thinking it's a nintendo game he could play it whatever i don't know what the fuck it is i threw it on and i'm i'm playing this turn-based shit <laughs> and i'm like what the fuck is this yeah i don't even understand what i'm doing but then i started catching the hang of it and i got a good ways through it but then i started playing like, like you know like zelda and mario and you yep. know the donkey kongs and everything like that so I kind of veered off because that game took a it was like a learning curve i wasn't prepared for mentally i didn't even yeah. know what this shit was so it just sat there for a long time i also came across i saw little ninja brothers and i asked my grandfather to get it for me one day it was one of those days they like, oh buy you know i'll get you something what do you want that game was like 25 bucks and i love the animation like it had these little kids who were ninjas it was really bright and vibrant reminded me a lot of anime that you know i uh wasn't you know too crazy about but i knew of it you know it wasn't that popular back then and right. it just looked different to me so i went and got that and then i realized ah oh, shit this is like final fantasy yeah <laughs> you know and i'm like all right i, I, played too. That. But I, I got really far in that game and i remember like a big plot twist in the game that again ties into what you were saying about these stories that get real intense and you're like oh shit this is cool there was like a whole guy acting like somebody else in that game like he was this fucking menacing like tyrant dude who was running it but he was posing as the mayor of the little city that you're in and it turns out he's just like this evil ass dude who just wants to eat everything in sight and he's just like gluttonous and he wants to kill the brothers and it was crazy to me i was like what the fuck <laughs> but that was like yeah that was my intro to it and then it wasn't until years later um on playstation one because of mario and eddie they played final fantasy so much final fantasy 7 that after they were done with me mario loaned it to me i started playing final fantasy 7 got up to the second disc again rpgs were never my strong suit like i was i'm huge on fighters and platformers you know? to get to the second disc that that's a lot of hours yeah, it, took, yeah. it took a while like i i witnessed you know um the the flower girl dying and everything spoilers. you know like yeah, <laughs> 30 years spoilers guys <laughs> but you know what i'm saying but i witnessed all that i was like, oh this shit's cool but still other games got my attention more and xenogears i was big on xenogears oh yeah xenogears. Xenogears. xenogears is one of my favorite that's one of my favorite games too yeah. um uh it's really it's a really long game and that you want to talk about deep that's one of the deepest stories yeah. in rpg that shit gets like talks about religion uh yeah philosophical shit like fed, yeah like, shit like it gets like really the, yeah yeah no he's right like the main villain in that game who controls one of the bots that you fight in he's actually like a fucking liquid snake type character like he's just yeah pure and, evil and just wants to get back at the world type shit and eventually at the end of the game the final boss is god in that game like that <laughs> that that whole universe is god is the final boss in that game and it it's, it's it's a crazy that game is so deep that they didn't actually finish it the second disc has a lot of unplayable moments where it's just the main character sitting down and there's just a bunch of text 
like the, the creator didn't get to finish the game uh fully which you know is a testament to how deep that storyline really was it, wow. it's crazy it's crazy yep and they still delivered that as a final product you just got yeah. what you got you know what i'm saying no <laughs> updates <laughs> no, no day one patches no this shit is unplayable. Game Pro said so. You're not that's, playing that. Yeah. Just read. Just read the text. There's read nothing it. to do here. Just <laughs> fucking move that's on. It. That's yep. it. There's not gonna be no fucking all oh, have them finish Zeno Gears uh, survey. There's not gonna be no petition. None of that, None of that is Snyder crap. Snyder cut shit <laughs> back then. It was not happening. You were getting told to fuck off or don't buy the game. Yeah, we need them and no then more that guy went on to do uh, like the Xenosaga games, which I never got into, but th those are really also really long games. And then he did the really popular Xenoblade uh, titles. Like oh Xenoblade. yeah, right. Um, which is a great uh, Xenoblade is also one of my favorite RPGs ever. That storyline is intense. Yeah, um, I'm glad they re redid that game for the Switch because I need to get into it because I'm like I I've seen it and there's a like. <sighs> I read up on. I'm like, it's just one of those, like you said, like it's like jumping into a 60 it's hour, 100, 60. It's a, it's a hundred, a hundred like hour day, like ninety hundred hour game. I mean, I could, but it's like, damn. I just hope. I just, I'm just scared it won't hook. I need to be hooked. You know what I mean? So right. it's just like, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll try. That, I, I'll get around to it. That kind of going back to what you were saying earlier about the intense storylines and you know Japanese RPGs it's easy to see why like for me the equivalent to something like that that takes a huge amount of hours to like really cut into it is like the last game i played with like that was death stranding mm -hmm, like exactly. death stranding was a fucking grind but again everybody knows kojima his games are like three hours long but when you add in all this intense story and emotional depth the game yeah. comes out to being like fucking 20 hours of cutscenes shit <laughs> you, you take, know what i mean you take the japanese storyline uh like stereotyped and turns it upside down like his his way of doing games is, is completely different to what we're talking about he gets yeah he gets, he gets crazy with it because he's yeah. such a fan of western culture too that right. he, he, he takes the elements that we're talking about with western and it creates this whole thing that's right him which like is kojima low-key knows more about our government than our government yeah it's true because if uh, <laughs> the government's history he knows about all those conspiracies he knows about anything that happened from the 50s to the 80s like he is in there his mind is tied up in our shit yeah so right. he he takes his like anime style of thinking and the shit he's a he's a huge fan of anime oh, yeah, and like you know and he takes that and he puts it toward like all right what if you took uh, anime style toy storytelling and applied it to Western, you know, uh, like history or you know, uh, Tom Clancy type of style, exactly mixed in with like Alice in Wonderland, mixed yeah. in with like you know, and he creates his own shit. Yeah, yeah, and yeah if you break down um, uh, 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 part two, Metal Gear Solid 2, uh, Sons of Liberty, or whatever, um, he he um apparently a lot of stuff he foretold a lot of stuff. he predicted a lot of things in there like you know the whole the rise of like you know social media and things like that and you know uh it's crazy like i have to go back i've been meaning to go back and play i started to replay it uh, a while ago it's just you know it's it's aged you know you can feel the yeah. age in the game but yeah like he he for, that's that was like one of the at the time one of the least liked metal gears and you know he pretty much like predicted a lot of what was coming like he he could already yeah. see it so it's like pretty crazy stuff Adokata, do you have do you like any uh, rpg any jrpgs you play any? for the most part um i really can't stand any of them yeah you full of <laughs> shit <laughs> 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 no, 
I played pretty much um, everything you guys have. Like, I'm trying to think of the first one I've ever played, and I can't really put my finger on it. So I'm gonna say it was probably Final Fantasy VII. Um, yeah. I want to say it might have been a 2D one, but I really can't remember what it would have been. You played nine, right? I love nine. Nine is actually my favorite one. Um, yeah, a lot but... of people like nine a lot. Like, that's yeah, like coming up as like a lot of people's favorite. Exactly. Yeah. Like recently now, it's like had a resurgence where all of a sudden all these like undercover dudes who like are people who like loved it are now like coming out and like I actually loved him. Like, well, where the fuck were you? Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just like it reminds that reminds me of like Wind Waker. Like, where like everyone loves Wind Waker. Where the hell were you when the GameCube was out? You know. Yeah. On it. They said, "Well, this doesn't look like Ocarina. Or it doesn't look like Majora's." Right. So yeah. Exactly, now, and the same thing with Final Fantasy. This doesn't look like eight. You know, eight was the cool. You know, yeah. I hated eight to be like, honest. Like characters and people couldn't handle like the chibi characters. Like, oh, it's so childish. I'm like, this story was fire. The gameplay was fire. Like, nah, everything was so so good. Yeah, I just played it on Switch, and I'm like, man, this. I, I honestly slept on it because I think by the time nine came out, I was like, in a weird place. I think you know, like. I think I was like, you know, had girlfriends and shit and which, you know, or just like in a place where I just didn't get hooked on it. Like I would try to start it. And then, you know, I don't know. This, we're talking. So was like Final Fantasy at that time. I mean, now we can look back and we know what it was. But for th like back then, it was also a big reason why I know I got at least was they were also the best looking games. Seven oh, yeah. was the dopest looking fucking game. Eight was like the dopest looking game. And then nine came. You're like, what? the fuck what the hell yeah they still had really good um like pre-rendered backgrounds square always prided themselves in having the most expensive uh like graphics engines in those days and so and they're still doing that to this day final fantasy 16 is going to be one of the best looking ps5 you know series x pc games like whenever honestly 15 even to this day take really takes a lot of processing power and that game came out quite a few years ago yeah, I was gonna say you took the words yeah, right out of my mouth. But man, what a <laughs> shitty game. What, 15? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, you guys hate that guy. I liked it. Had you a fire know, moment. I'll give it that. It had really cool moments. Exactly. I was like, holy shit, that's amazing. Like, yeah, like the whole Leviathan fight, that shit blew me away. Like, the yeah. Leviathan fight was amazing. And there were some moments that I got choked up and, you know, like the whole the whole thing with the with the princess and, you know, some moments hit me. Good. Good. But but it was kind of rushed towards the end and, and yeah that whole ten year thing I don't know I wasn't really feeling that thing uh, that it just came, kind of came out of nowhere and it's just like it just yeah, kind of tried to fix it with the DLCs but by then it was already a little too yeah too and it kind of made it they kind of it, it almost felt like they made the whole the whole journey pointless if ten years was gonna pass anyway and the end of the you know and yeah. this guy was gonna just I don't know it and then I made the mistake I had an SSD and I made the mistake of playing the game rated on a regular hard drive and the load times just kind of like killed me. Yeah, it was rough on a PS4, I you know, but like, yeah. that was the only thing when it came out. So and that's the, and that's the other thing. Like I I got I didn't mind. Like I liked the giant map that they had. I liked what they did. Um, you know, I did hear. You know, it does get linear at the end or whatever. But you know, the that you know having the car and doing the side. I like. I actually enjoyed. And that's the thing. I, I played that game for like sixty hours, and I think that was. I just. I think by the end, I just got so burnt right out. You know, yeah. doing the side quests, all the load times, all the extra shit that it's like, and then I was overpowered by the end. Like I did so much shit, I was just so overpowered by the end of the game. I just breezed through it, and it was just kind of like a, you know, I guess that's what it was. It just it didn't leave me feeling like anything. I beat the game, the credits yeah. rolling. I was like, I don't feel that's anything, fair. you know. But um, yeah, like I I don't know. I I, I don't just kind of I know uh, you know I I don't yeah rather 
I give it its props where props are due, but yeah, it could have been a little bit better, you know. And that's the same thing with like 13. I have to go back to 13. I know, I know that you know the, the I hear the storyline gets good later in the game, and I hear like I think if you play through two, I hear two is a better story and then three like really wraps it up. But I don't. Yeah, uh, 13. Uh, I'm actually not the biggest fan of the story. I like the combat in 13. I, I really like the paradigm system in that game, and that's what kept me invested till the end yeah i'm a big um like as much as i like storylines like i i like battle systems more in rpgs so if it's yeah. got a good battle system i'll forego the story that's why I like 12. 12 was good for the battle system Mine. yeah 12 was really good yeah, the story is fucking basuda yeah. in that game but, <laughs> but, the, but the gameplay is really good i think that's yeah. why i hated eight because i didn't like the battle system and i hated the oh, story God. exactly final fantasy yeah, eight, eight battle is garbage terrible it was a fucking mess yeah that yeah. was bad the, the fact that my boy like was like on the final boss beating them with, at level 12 i was like what the fuck? Uh, yeah. i don't know i just didn't care for it like i get what it's trying to do it's trying to be different and i respect it but you know not for nothing a lot of people shit on two's battle system i don't know if you played the, the og japanese two i didn't mind it i actually enjoyed it i liked i kind of like the whole <laughs> i kind of like the like you gotta hit yourself and or like yeah that's how you get by uh, yeah by using the weapons and stuff yeah. 11 was 11 took from that a lot like in 11 you could be the highest level at the time was like 75 but let's say you used a great axe and you want to switch to a great sword you actually have to go to fight low level stuff with your great sword okay. to level to level your skills level. up and then all comes from the, uh, the saga series i don't know if you know about the saga series like saga frontier which just came out on the switch i just bought it yeah uh romancing saga series um like Final Fantasy Legend on a Game Boy, those games, they that guy worked the, the he worked on Final Fantasy two, so that's that's all his style of shit. I, I just see. didn't like the Final Fantasy two. I don't know why. I, I see. see. I, I don't know. I, I I played it like a couple of years ago, and and I don't know. I got kind of hooked on it. And I was just like, I don't know. I always heard negative things about it. And I, I kind of liked it. I see what you. I, I know what you mean. I haven't played. I I just bought rebought um Saga Frontier. Uh, yeah and it's a little bit rough you know you can see the I age love, I, I love soccer here but it's it's rough number one and number two it's an incredibly hard game yeah and it it's one of the most non-linear games ever like it's super the game throws you in and just goes like do whatever you want exactly and then it's like then, then you have the runes and the little side quests that are just like random like it was and a little like you run into a room and then, then you'll beat these guys very easily and then you go to the next room and a boss will kill you in two seconds yeah see that's the word yeah, yeah it's it's it's, a, it's very tough. like like you have to like know what to grind on like what enemies yeah. to grind like i was i had a walkthrough because i'm like i'm not i know this game is weird like that so that's i threw up, i threw up an old game facts walkthrough <laughs> and then i was like i was playing it old school i was just like let me see and then it's like oh if you go into this one in this in this like research lab you can fight the very first monster at the but if you go a little bit more in they kick your ass only the first yeah. monster you have to keep going in and yeah and you have to keep going in and out to fight that one so you can level and the thing you know what makes it even shittier <laughs> is that the monsters level up with you so you have to be careful because you're stronger but they're stronger can't be a scrub yeah you have to really it's like like dark souls games yeah. like dark souls yeah you got it back wow yeah, yeah. like like yeah. it's but it is cool oh. for like what it is i don't know i was kind of i was enjoying my time with it but it, it is something that's a little tedious i was like this is real old school for me i'm like wow i don't know if i could even you know they added a new storyline and all i'm just like i don't know if i'm gonna make it but you know we'll see <laughs> have you ever played uh the shin mega uh shin megami tensei games like persona? only persona 5 I played a persona little bit of five, four, but 
Yeah. Yeah. Five got really popular fast. And, and like you see Persona fans now jumping out of the woodwork. Like it's such a big franchise now, it's crazy. Um, I didn't like five at all. You didn't like no? it? I don't know what I just I don't know. I, lo I, I loved it. I was like enjoying my time, the whole talking to the monsters and collecting them and and yeah. the whole like jumping into their psyche and shit. It's I don't know. I love everyone. It's it's not for everyone. Like you really gotta you either really enjoy uh like persona games or, or smt games or you really don't fuck with them. you hate it you know it's so weird though because like i because like it's a dialogue game and i yep. get that and it's like all right so maybe you don't like dialogue games but i've been playing disco elysium i fucking love it i've been i've been wanting to try that yeah it's i've been so fun. i i need to play that yeah because it's like the right oh. answers could be the wrong answer and oh my god it's crazy nothing you say feels right it's bananas for like the first couple of hours you're just like what like who am i it's crazy it's really really well done though um yeah persona's not that no i just i couldn't the talking didn't click the combat didn't click the combat got annoying i was just like i don't, I don't know i really? just wasn't feeling wow it was, I'm, so, I'm sad to yeah. hear that because i'm like i thought persona 5 was such a good game for my problem with four was just the simple fact that that uh there's so much talking in the beginning. Like even the There's dance game, the dancing all night yeah, game. Yeah, the dancing games have a lot of talking in it. Yeah, like like five it hits kind you kinda of hit the ground running in five, whereas four is like literally two and a half hours of talking. Like cutbacks, uh, cuts, yeah, until yeah. five but the thing with four though is that for such a slow buildup, when that shit unleashes on you, it's like oh you know like you see him get his power for yeah. the first time and the music comes on and it's just like the characters are just good there's a lot of great characters all oh, the whole cast is fun yeah That's persona 4 persona 3 is too has a lot of talking i don't like persona 3 as much because the the way you fight that tower shit i hate i don't like that combat at all but. yeah and it's funny because i tried per, the original persona it got five it got five out of five uh, on on um I on on game pro at the time and i trusted i used to trust game pro's five you know five star ratings so i went and bought persona and i hated it i was like what the hell am i doing in this game i i don't really remember a whole lot all i remember is i got into a fight like too either i didn't like persona too yeah it was just it was boring it was just like i don't know what the fuck and i'm like this got a five out of five what the hell is going on here like i i just i guess this one i was like well, what's going on here like why am i trying to steal this dude's like why what yeah, I mean, and I, and I get it. And it has that very, and if you listen to the English dub, it has that very anime, uh, yeah. you know, American dub, shitty dub, but you know, yeah. some of your other annoying characters. But I don't know. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the whole, like, you know, like, I don't know, the mystery to it. And I don't know. I liked Five a lot. Even, even, uh, Pfeffer enjoyed, you know, she was enjoying a lot of it too. Uh, you know, whatnot. But, uh, you know, different strokes, I guess. Did uh, you guys play, um, Grandia 2? Yes. I have the, I play. I didn't. I didn't have a Dreamcast back in the day. I never got a Dreamcast, I Dreamcast. and I never bought it for a PS2. So I never got to play Grandia 2. I did play Grandia 1, and I really liked that game. It's on you PC now, too. so those games that I don't think about it, but every time I do, it's just nothing but positive thoughts. Like it yeah. just, it wasn't like overly complicated. Didn't try to re redo anything or like rewrite the book on them. It just did everything really solidly and it was like just it was good. Yeah, I, I like have it. the remaster on the Switch. So I, one day I'll get it. You should get to it. it. Yeah, it's it's cool. It's it's you know I don't again it, you know it's probably aged a bit by now but you know um I same thing like you know I remember it just being easy to jump into fun little storyline. It's it's very Final Fantasy kind of like 
long, right? Like, yeah, I don't think like it was super long back. either. Yeah, like I think it was probably like if I had to guess, probably like twenty, maybe thirty hours. Maybe I, again, I could be wrong. Um, and then uh, you know, you lost. You know, some people died, and you know, they had gets emotional, and you know, it follows those those decent tropes. I don't know. I, I really liked Grandia too. I, yeah, I had a lot of fun with that. And then um, huh? Well, I was just saying, Lurock did. Did you play? Because he said he plays like lots of JRPGs. So I'm yeah. just curious because very few people I know have played this one. Um, did you play Lost Odyssey? Of course, Lost Odyssey had was one of the best 360 games. Best one yeah, of the best Final Fantasy, Fantasy games. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Mr. You know, Lost Odyssey was developed by um, Sakaguchi, who was like the the father of Final Fantasy, and he made the he left Square. He made Mistwalker developer like studios and created um, Blue Dragon on a 360, which I was really hyped for, and and yeah. Lost Odyssey. Lost Odyssey was just really cool. It was a really sad game. Too. Yeah. yeah, I think that's why I couldn't. I'd never beat it because it was just so sad. It would get me like it was a bummer. Yeah, it's just yeah, a bummer, it and it's a bit of a slow burn at the time. You know, you know, it's funny you say that because ten, ten to me was such a bummer of a game. I, I enjoyed ten at the time. I think it was a great game. It just felt so depressing half the time. It was like he's a thousand years in the future. Yeah. He lost all everybody he knows. Then this girl's, right. you know, he's trying to sit, you know, and then he finds out who his father is. And yeah, and they had sad music. For yeah. The and then it was always like some sad shit. And yeah. the ha, 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 you know, they're, they're trying to be happy. And it's just like, I don't know. But the, combat, yeah. but the combat system in 10 was great. Oh, yeah. And that's what we kept playing from and the beginning the, from like one to like. 99 and then getting a new yeah and then a new a new summon when you got a new summon and you're gonna see the cutscene for that summon oh man that's what made 10 for me it was just like yeah you know it's like the summoning was was fucking fire in that game i couldn't get into 10 too though i don't know them turning into pop stars i hate i hated it it's a perfect example of i hate the storyline but the combat is so good that's what i hear too yeah yeah, yeah my boy really said the same thing. He's like, you know, he's like, oh, but you, you know, the, the, it has such a good combat system. The way you could change. If I was just like, I hear you, <laughs> but we're talking 20 yeah. years ago. You know, like you know, whenever yeah. it came out, that I, yeah, probably 20 years ago. That that's you know, it was I was 16 at the time or 17, whenever, and it was just like they became Yo, pop you know stars. What? Like what the fuck? Yeah. It was it it was a lot to take in at the time. Yo, you know what bugged me out back in the Super Nintendo days again. Like we all we all played Mario, right? Like obviously we love Mario Brothers. They announced that they were gonna make a Mario RPG, and it was literally gonna be called Super Mario RPG. And so I was already an RPG fan at the time, and so my brother and I were just floored. We were like, "What? They they're gonna make Mario in an RPG style? Like, I can't believe this!" Yeah. And the game came out. I forget. It was like one of the last games that came yeah. out. Super Nintendo. Yep. It really used a lot of its power. And that shit was one of this is one of the greatest games I ever played in my life. It's still one of the best RPGs ever because it was made by Square Enix and Nintendo together. And um, yeah, I just I had to have to mention that game. That's yeah. a fucking collabo for the ages, bro. It really is. Yeah, it's great. And they, and they never worked together again. They you know, they they made Paper Mario. Nintendo by themselves made Paper Mario, but I I never got into that series. What about the um, D the the GBA and the Mario oh, and the Luigi? Mario, no. They're all right. I, they they try they try to be like Mario RPG. That's closest. That's the closest I, you're gonna get. Yeah, I always and I always hear that, but I hold Mario RPG in such on such a high pedestal that none of those games no. could ever, re, you know, 
there there is there's a certain magic to it there there's definitely a magic in mario rpg that you do not feel in the louis mario luigi side because the mario luigi side got silly you know because a mario rpg yeah. did have its its comedic value in it but the seriousness of the story it, it didn't overshadow the seriousness of, of what the story was even though it was light-hearted and you know you had the but it, right. they they leaned into the comedy and i think that's and what i didn't the, like about the gba yeah, games have square to do that 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 like intense part of it exactly and, uh, yeah, you would have writers on staff for that tw- type of shit you know what i mean yeah you do and so every every year and i'm glad e3 is coming back because every year when right. e3 comes around my number one uh like most wish for shit is a mario rpg 2 like legit with square yeah. you know for this if it came out for the switch like for me that would break my internet that that would that would sell Ooh, right. switches Sorry, beyond not it's not but it would just like a mother three you know right i was just gonna say that a, that or a mother three localization do you hear about the, the the patch today or nah. yesterday they released the finally a, a, a really oh, yes. good like fan translation because of the anniversary or whatever yeah came out and it fixed some bugs so like this is probably the best the closest you're gonna get to uh a, you know western release yeah, or earthbound it was the anniversary of um the mario rpg back in march too right it was like the 25th anniversary was it i think so i think so yeah yeah because you know yeah. it's funny that you say it's one of the last games because i remember seeing commercials from mario rpg and, I, and then i remember being in blockbuster and they had a nintendo 64 with mario 64 in it and I thought they were the same game for a second because, you know, you have that overhead look of our Mario RPG and it kind of had like that 3D feel. And then I saw that and I was like, oh, I was like, well, if you don't want to get a super uh, Nintendo 64, you could always play the, you know, the Mario RPG. I thought they were similar games. Yeah. Nah, nah, Mario 64 looked 10 times better. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Though. I just, you know, I was younger. I was just like, wait, what? And then and then yeah. I actually I don't know if I rented it. I think I rented it. And that's when I was like, this is amazing like you know it was not and i was like this and then when i saw square pop up i was like oh square made and this is fresh off of final fantasy 6 so it was like like i had just played 6 and then i played that and i was just like yo i loved it like it is it is an amazing game mario rpg i gotta say another interesting thing oh go ahead jose no no go ahead go ahead another uh, another interesting thing about mario rpg is the music the composer um i forgot her name i think it's I think her last name is Shinimura or something like that. It could be wrong, but she did the music for those Mario Luigi games. And even though she does the game, the music for it, it still doesn't, you know, give me that Mario RPG aspect. But she also did the music for Street Fighter. I didn't, I didn't know that Street Fighter Two. She did the whole soundtrack for that. Oh shit! Which is Ooh. awesome. Yeah, I, I mean, damn, she I, was working. She, she was working. Yeah, yeah, her, her, yeah. She, she had her Nas Illmatic back in like '91. Because. Uh, <laughs> Bro, that Street Fighter soundtrack part soundtrack two, is legendary. That shit is fucking heat after heat after heat. Yeah, yeah, so no, yeah, Street Fighter's yeah. Yeah, let me confirm that. Yeah, Yoko Shimi, Shimomura, she did the the music from RPG. She Fine. did it for fucking Breath of Fire back in those days, and Legend of Mana, Parasite Eve. Oh, Parasite Eve. She, she does she does all the Kingdom Hearts music. Yo, Parasite um, Eve needs to come back. That is one of that's the other PS1 RPG that I had loved back in the day. The yeah, fact that, that game is the shit. Yeah, Parasite Eve is great. I I need like a game based in New York City. Like I, I automatically gravitate towards it. So if you make an RPG based in New York City, like I'm gonna play that. And they and they captured it too. Like I love I love you know Central the, Park, the Central Park, Central Park area. Yep. Oh my god, it, like that Park was a f- building. Like what the fuck? Yeah, New York games. I got the vibe right. 
Yeah, they you definitely know? they definitely did really good with that. I played part two was it was it didn't feel as good. It's, it's not, yeah, the third one is even worse. Yeah, I hear that's the one that PSP is that is that that PSP, one? Yeah, yeah. Third, it's not even called Parasite Eve. It's called was it doesn't have a weird name? It's called Third Birthday. Yeah, there you go. And I saw it in in Micro Center randomly, and I'm like, Third Birthday? What the hell is this? And then I it's think that's said about my local key food. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> Like, of pork chops. Yeah, the 99 cent sticker on it and shit. <laughs> Yo, you got a <laughs> third birthday, uh, Carl Buddingham, and two cans of Crassdale chickpeas. About $74.89. Save $2 with your Kifu card. Holy shit. <laughs> that game was trash. But, um, but yeah, that, it's just really interesting tidbit that she did. She did all that music. That's Please awesome. Know. Yeah, I was gonna say the name sounds familiar. That's why it's it's crazy because I forgot. I don't know the details, but I remember I was reading or watching something. And if you look, a lot of the greatest games like through the '90s and 2000s, and even up until this day, a lot of Japanese games. It was a, a lot of women did the music for a lot of these things, and oh, it's yeah. like you know some of your favorite songs games, but a lot of them are are female uh, artists. Yeah, and that's awesome. You know, I like to hear shit like that. Um. But yeah, so one last question because we we've been on we got going on an hour and a half now. So you know, just do you think Final Fantasy could ever return to turn base or active time battle of some sort and be successful? There's always there's always that possibility. You know, I, I never count it out. Um, I think, and the always the always thing the thing I always point to is Dragon Quest's popularity. Dragon Quest is the one series that has not like. Uh, you know departed from its formula you know what i mean it's always been from dragon quest one which came out in the early 80s it's always been turn-based mm. Dragon Quest 11 s is a turn-based game it just looks great like it has the latest graphics and it's a very successful game and same thing with persona which we talked about that's a that's a straight up turn-based rpg it there's a yeah. market for, you know there's a market there for turn-based rpgs now final fantasy i don't know i i feel like they because they try to capture the market that's all about action, you know, and they've been doing that for quite a quite a while now. I, I feel like that's the route that they're going to keep going, at least for the next couple iterations. But uh, yeah, you never know. If done right, with a good director, good team, a turn-based Final Fantasy would be amazing. I mean, you know, and what what's kind of giving me hope is is seeing that I think uh, Yakuza, you know, just that's randomly right. changing to a turn-based game. Yeah. And being still being yeah. successful, I'm like hoping, like maybe they see that and say, like, wow, like this went from an action game for its first t- nine games. Now all of yeah. a sudden is doing a turn-based game. Is yeah. you know, yeah. it's like yeah, Yakuza has always been a, a brawler, you know, like uh, yeah. action, silly, and I think it's because it's Japanese that it's able to work as a turn-based. Because in Japan, they they eat all kinds of style of you know genres, like they eat it up. So whether it's RP, you know, turn-based action strategy whatever it is they'll 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 play it you know and they so, mean, you know and they're and they're dabbling because now, now you have um uh uh what's they called bravely default you know two that just came out and you know it's you know like i'm hoping they see the market is there and a lot of you know old heads would, would love to see uh, a final fantasy with a dope story and go kind of back to that you know it's just yeah. it's just about being creative and it's like they can do it you know it's like i don't you know it's again if you have the great graphics, a dope story, and then just make an interesting battle system that can, you know, that does the turn-based thing. 
with you know bring back you know summons and stuff like that i don't know i think they could do it you know maybe 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 they can try maybe a side game or a sequel you know title or something like that i just i just really hope that maybe one day we can go back to basics with that because while final fantasy 7 was great i enjoyed it did you enjoy 7 by the way the remake or did you play I the remake? It, I, that, was my, that was my game of the year last year. Yeah, I thought it was really good um, as well. And it's like, um, I don't know. I, th I like what they did. I mean, I can't front. Like the fact that like like jumping between Cloud, having Cloud, Tifa, and Barrett and all their fighting feels very different from each right. other was yeah. kind of cool. Like I feel like they finally got the formula down a bit in this, this time around. Like, I don't know. I, I enjoy playing with Tifa a lot. Like, you know, doing her combos and shit was dope. So... I mean, they are they yeah. are fixing their formula, but I don't know. I think I would love to see them do, you know, go back to like a, a, a modern Final Fantasy with with uh, with an active time system, you know, of, of old. <laughs> I, I would love a new Final Fantasy with that Final Fantasy seven, like that, that Nomura like style of uh, battle engine would be really great because that Final Fantasy seven remake battle was a lot of fun. Yeah, it like, was I, fun. Like I think I'm thinking of the seven, but I'm trying to think that there's been a game that was turn-based but it still keeps you active it still keeps you moving you're still constantly choosing things and moving and it's and so it's turn-based but it doesn't feel like that there's, a, there's a few games like that yeah there, there's a few that came out especially in the 360 era i think isn't yeah, i think grandia is something no is it grandia am i grandia kind of oh, grandia kind of grandia. i think i'm thinking star ocean that. star ocean did did that it, Star Ocean does that, but um, yeah. it leans a little more into the action, like uh, like the Tales of series, but it still yeah. gives you... Uh, like you can options. pause the game, yeah, you can select something pause you want to do, yeah. I just know there are ways that they could do it where it could still be action, but you could still definitely, you know, take your time, set things up, and then just see it in motion, you know what I mean? And that, I think as long as you have that aspect where you still have a moment where you could admire it and see all the hard work they do with the graphics and all that, because for me, that's a big part of the Final Fantasy. I mean, 15... So if you can, you know, boom, 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 choose them, then see it, you know, happen, then... That's true, yeah. I think that's a good mix of, you know, back and forth, back and forth, like constant. Because didn't, yep. didn't 15 try to do that, where you could play it, like, in a in a kind of a turn-based dealie, where yeah. it's slow time down? Yeah, they, yeah, they, yeah. Away. they tried, yeah. Yeah, like, they could, they could do it. it. You know, I think they're just, right now, they're just trying to play it, say, 15... You know almost didn't even come out so i think we need like 16 needs to be needs to do well and i think it is i think 16 is gonna do fantastic because it, it, uh especially because uh yoshida's working on it so you, you know it's gonna be good. you have that whole 14 base that's like frothing at the mouth for that i can't wait for the next expansion as well it's coming out later this year so i'm ready for that but but yeah like honestly i can't front they had a whole they have these eight man raids and the fact that they you could fight the train in 14 was probably one of the most amazing moments in in that shit where you could fight the fucking train you could fight there was a, i forgot what the other battle was but then the final one was kefka at the end and i thought that shit was fire when you see him come out and i was just like and you just fight it i was like yeah like that i think are that was bosses, pretty amazing. Are, they, are they like hard like obviously they're hard right everyone needs to work together whatever cl your class is like are they is that was it an especially difficult that battle? one they have the difficult versions of that so you have your base one which is like for the casual and and you know where uh, you do have to be geared up wild heroic stuff yeah like, and then you have what's called the savage raid savage is where you need to work together and that's like that proper gear exactly and, and you have to yeah. be spe you know you have to have the right spec out you have to make sure you have the right team members and then you have to communicate and those those are but yeah they make it the game is very casual and hardcore uh friendly so if you want to if you want to just play it 
just for the story you can absolutely do and uh, again i can't say this enough you can play for free up to level 60 through the first expansion <laughs> <laughs> I, always, I always play i start Final Fantasy 14 and i stop after 10 minutes i don't, I don't know why i think it's you know why with 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 MMOs, work, God damn it. That's it, why. it is true yeah, though. Not just that, but MMOs, I feel like if you're not there from the jump with MMOs where everybody's in the same hub and town doing the same, you know, uh, quest and you're by yourself in a giant city, like it doesn't feel right. Like I get a disconnect when I'm level one and then I see somebody in their fucking mount, level 100, whatever, like... Yeah. Uh, I want to do that right away, and I can't. Well, so I, I mean, like you, could, you could pay 25 huh. bucks and jump to level 60, but I mean, you don't want to do that. I feel like the disconnect isn't that bad in 14. Like, I've seen that in 11, where, like, I left for a while, and I came back, and I was like, oh, no. I was like, this, because yeah. I sold my character, and I was right. like, I'm not even going to attempt to try this again. This is way beyond. Yeah, 14, what's great about 14, oh. especially oh. now more than ever. What was that? Say that last part again? No, just World of Warcraft is the same thing. Like I got on and I was just like, everybody's so far above me. Like this is not fun. But fourteen, I got there and I was like, ah, whatever. Like, yeah, it's not that bad. If if you ever get on, and I'm uh, right now, I'm on a hiatus because it's like again, I I can't. You know, I've been playing that game for seven years, so I play when some new stuff comes out, or I let it build up, and then I'll just play through it. But um, if you get, if you get into what's called a free company, or which is like the guild in that, you know, people love to help out. And if you just shout in the town like, "Hey, I need help! I don't know what the hell I'm doing," people love to help with that shit. They love to help I think out. That's what I need, like to play with somebody alongside somebody doing doing quests. Yo, hit me up when you're ready. I'm ready. And my boy Mike, he that's he loves that shit. No, I'm serious. Mike, I I I've got a yeah. No, I know. I I got ahead of him. <laughs> I when I'm ready, I guess I'm on hiatus right now. So when I'm not anymore, especially when when uh, Endwalker comes out, then for sure. But um, I remember I got ahead of him a little bit, and then he didn't play, and I was like, yo, it's like you know, he when I was behind, he loved to like, yo, let me show you how to do X Y Z. So with new players, if if he's on, and we all get to know each other, then. It, um it, it becomes fun and not for nothing what they do right in that game is that old content is still relevant even till right. now like now you know, there are certain things you can grind for that you need to do older content for and then they have things called roulettes so let's say you're queued up um as a damage dealer you know it's hard to get it for like a like a level 16 is like 15 or 16 is one of the first dungeons you'll still find the party for that because there's new players all the time number one and number two there's they throw for a lot let's say for an experience you when you do a roulette it throws you into a random dungeon any dungeon could be, but if it's a low level dungeon you get an experience boost at the end of it so it's not a waste of time so right. so for stuff like that you'll find the party because people are doing their daily those are daily things so you know you'll find a party for that so it's not like damn i'm in the first city for, they're packed lately lately you go to a, a starting city they are packed it's not like a like 11 11 you go to the starting city it's empty as a ghost town because you know you're constantly know. moving was, this shit must have been the server i was on that shit was a ghost town on that. oh yeah nah trust me i'm like on 14 yeah you probably if you ever start again you should just jump on mine one is mine is definitely one of the starting like i said been on that service since 2013 and it's constantly packed people do performances they now you can play instruments in the game for for the hell of it and there's whole bands playing music in the in the town squares and yeah they have parades and dancing and shit yeah, you, you can get like a prostitute in the game. experience Fantasy 14 is 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 for those storylines for those all those storylines it's like i i've been oh, hearing for oh. years that those are some of the best stories like one of my favorite games is Fantasy tactics and that's that that world like that vagrant story and yeah and, uh, 12 
were written by this one dude who also wrote scenarios for a couple of Final Fantasy fourteen stuff. He did the the Save the Queen shit and the um Return to Ivalice parts yeah. in Final Fantasy fourteen, which I would love to experience. They're that. very well done. Those are the twenty four man raids. So all the raid content is is side content. So that's away from the main story. So they like to dabble in those. those. Yeah, I, no, I, they're I, worth. That's what I was saying. Like the eight man old. and Mm-hmm. Yeah, just to see those old bosses or like summons or like. And area. even and then the the near raid just finished and playing. If you've played near automata, that that they they just did the, the uh, third twenty four man for the near and oh man, the music is there, the bosses are there. Like you fight the giant robot, you know, in the in the first part of near, you that's the first yeah, yeah. the first raid you do in that same area too. Like it oh, it's they cool. they put so much time into it. It's very worth it. Like I said, like. You know, I, I'm saying by the summer because you know the stuff that I need to finish right now, and I'm I'm stuck on Monster Hunter. I'm addicted I, honestly, to Monster. Honestly, I, I got a lot of stuff coming up in my life. I don't know if I'm gonna see 14 is in my um when the when radar. when the baby sleep through the night. Yeah. You'll have you know, and, and they're still sleeping when they when they when they fully <laughs> sleep into the night. Sleep. And then <laughs> and and you're getting you're back on the sleep schedule, and then they're staring that in between the end of that six uh three month to or six month to eighteen month period where they're still sleeping a lot during the day. Yeah. You'll have that's I'm telling you I had so much time for Final Fantasy because I'm stuck I, at I, home. I believe you. I believe you. <laughs> you went through it. Twice. We were playing hard on eleven when my son was like like four or five months to a year. Uh Fefer and I played a lot of eleven at the time. Then when my daughter was born five years later, we were already on fourteen. And I've got so into fourteen around that time because you can't do a whole lot if you're not going out doing they're they either sleeping or they're just there, you know, <laughs> you know, being babies. So I honestly find more time to game. It's when they you know, when they start talking and walking, then it goes back down again. Then it's like, okay, I can't just play video games. They, I need to speak with my children. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, I, I, you could do that to a headset, bro. Yeah, right? Yeah, word, yeah. Be <laughs> I can talk talking to a headset. <laughs> that is I been... could talk about RPGs for hours. I mean, I really could. I was yeah. like, have any questions, but I, I'm just trying to shut up now. We got to go. What you guys should do, honestly, because I did this, look up a list of all the RPGs that didn't come out. <laughs> oh my god that man, list is I, fucking nuts yeah, i'm not even gonna it's, oh it's gonna be sad did come out. that, yeah, that list is so that. crazy that they have to categorize it for every couple years like i think the list i looked at was 98 to 2000 and it mm. must have been like 70 fucking games that i never like never came out with <laughs> <laughs> all the bad rpgs nah there was a lot of really good ones that they just never did in fact um yeah, yeah. Mana 3 just came out remade for this one not just came out, i think it was the last year or two years ago it came out for the switch they redid it trials of mana but that game has always been great on super nintendo but they just never released it um in the united states or in north america or europe which is sad um there's also some games that came out in europe that never came out in north america like um this game called terra enigma which is a oh, really yeah. great really great super nintendo rpg never came out here but the I played it on emulation. Like that's another topic I could talk about for a long time. I I emulated so many Super Nintendo games. Yeah. It's not, it's not I mean, it's it, and it sucks because uh, you know to this day so you that's like some of the only ways you're gonna that's play some stuff. And and if you, the good way is to hack your Super Nintendo Mini if you were able to get one of those, you could throw your whole the whole Super Nintendo library in that motherfucker. Oh yeah, I haven't even touched. I have one open because I yeah you know and I have not modded it yet. I I yeah, do um. Uh, uh, I have a front end called Launchbox, and that's where I throw everything in. It, it organizes everything. It puts videos for you. So if you're just going through your library, you can yeah. see a little bit of video gameplay. It's 
So I have a whole emulation yeah. collection, and yeah. it's just. But yeah, it sucks uh, that it's like you know. You can do it on a Raspberry Pi too if you want to go that route, or phones. You could throw emulation on any phone, really. You have iPhone, Android, whatever you want. Yeah. Um, it's great. Yeah. No, I get it. But yeah, it, it, we are running a little long here. So, um, any last points you want to get in before we head out, or? Um, I, no, I just wanted to say thanks to for having me on the show. Um, like I, I like I said before, I'm a big fan of the show. Um, I always pitch it to to my, my friends on you know online, offline. Um, it's just it's great. And um, yeah, thanks for having me. For sure. No, thank you for problem, for being. Here. Yeah, yeah thanks for being here. This was awesome. I said this months ago, man. I was like, yo, we gotta. Like, I'm, this must have been when I first joined the podcast. <laughs> When I first joined the podcast, I, one of the first things I said was, "Yo, we gotta have Lou Rock on, like, yeah. and for an RPG episode." I said that shit exactly. I was like, "Yo, we gotta have him on for RPG episode." I, I really appreciate that, man. If you have you ever have like a a fighting game episode, I'll join that one. Yeah, no, you coming back for that too? We gotta have a strictly fighting game, fucking. We cast have one, one. We gotta have a part two, maybe. Yeah, we gotta have several. Yeah, like, yeah cause we, we did we did one. I gotta listen to it to remember what we talked about. But uh, yeah, we can do another one for sure. Yeah, I mean, everything is cyclical. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, we we've been good. This is episode uh, 22 here, so it's like, you know, uh, <laughs> there's gonna be a lot of yeah. things we can revisit and talk about, and I'm I'm here for it. And uh, yeah, for, you know, and I appreciate I appreciate you listening. I appreciate the feedback and anybody you know who listens to us weekly, and we do have a few who who, who constantly hit me up and tell you know thank you guys. I really appreciate everybody who listens and and supports the podcast. You know, we're trying to do you know we're trying to grow. We're trying to do big things out here, and hopefully we just keep we keep getting bigger. So um, I appreciate everyone. Yeah, man. And I think I uh, yeah I think that wraps it up for the for this episode. Thank you everybody, and uh, have a good night. Later, Later. guys.